When it comes in the mail or you check it out online, do you understand your energy bill and energy prices? When should we lock in our energy prices and when should we let that rate float? Joining us this morning to help us understand our energy consumption and what we pay for it is Logan Bournes, Manager of Energy Procurement and Analytics with Utility Source Incorporated. Good morning to you, Logan. Good morning. How's it going? Good. Thank you for taking the time with us. Now, I... I know this is what you do for a living, so I'm hoping you can, you know, try to explain it to us lay folks here. Uh, let's let's start with this first question: How are the energy prices that we pay calculated? Uh, that's actually a great question. You know, a lot of people don't realize that uh, in Alberta, gas and electricity are traded just like commodities, like oil or gold. So your energy supplier will buy and sell uh, those commodities in the market and sell it to you, the customer. Prices change constantly, but for residential customers, it's a little easier. They usually just put their uh, fixed rate and their index offers first rate on their website. Can you break down what a a kilowatt hour is and what a kilojoule is and the various types of energy we get? Absolutely, and it is very confusing. Even, uh, Even people in the industry get frustrated with it sometimes. A kilowatt hour is just the unit, most common unit for electricity usage. So for context, uh, the average home in Alberta uses around 7,000 kilowatt hours a year. Gas, on the other hand, is measured in gigajoules. Uh, why they picked a different unit, I'm not sure. <laughs> just, just to confuse, to confuse us. you. Yeah. yeah. And that, uh, that average home is about 120 GJs a year. Hmm. And I've used kilojoule as well, Sue. That's the metric term for <laughs> calorie, uh, yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think we think about kilojoules for our New Year's resolutions. So honestly, they're not far off. Like a, a GJ and a kilojoule aren't, aren't that far off. It's all energy. Oh, hey, look okay, at this. Good. This guy See, knows I what he's that. talking about. So, Logan, let, let's break down the fixed rate versus the floating rate. You know, what is the floating rate? And, and you know, uh, we'll get into the, the best time to get into a floating rate versus a fixed. But how do you describe the floating rate? So a floating rate similar to, you might be familiar with a variable rate mortgage. So you're just paying whatever the going wholesale market rate is, uh, just in those markets I mentioned earlier. And then you, on top of that, pay an administration fee that goes to the retailer. So you're, you're basically paying that wholesale market price plus uh, a, an extra fee. Now, with that, your price is going to change constantly. Um, you know, we've got this cold weather coming up tomorrow that can cause the market to increase by up to 10 times sometimes. So it tends to be cheaper in the long run to stick with a floating rate, but it also comes with quite a bit of extra risk, and it's really difficult to to manage your budget. So is that kind of the thing why people would more normally lock in their prices because it's easier to figure out month to month what it's going to cost, or, or is there a good time when you should lock in? Absolutely. So budgeting is obviously a major component of the uh, fixed versus floating. I like to say fixed rates are more about risk management and insurance. You're effectively buying insurance to protect you in case the market price increases by too much. Uh, Right now on the electricity side of things, uh, the market's very volatile, very expensive, and things can change very quickly in, in these winter months as we get cold snaps and, and periods of warm. So for electricity, I absolutely recommend a fixed rate these days. You know, from NMAX, Direct Energy, EPCOR, ATCO, all these different companies, does it really matter who you sign up with? And how do, how do you decide what the best deal is? Is there some kind of a tool? Because you say these individual sites will have their rates up there, but, you know, if you have no real comparison, how do you know? 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there, there is no difference between the retailers. Really, all of the major retailers are giving you the same, you know, electrons and molecules. It's, it's all the same. It's, it's all the same stuff coming through the wires and the pipes. So really, yeah, you just want to look for whoever's cheapest and whoever has the most favorable contract terms. Uh, there is a tool on the Utilities Consumer Advocate website. Uh, that's uh, ucahelps.alberta.ca. They list all of the uh, retailers, big or small, and their rates. Uh, they also have a calculator that I believe shows you uh, how much you'll pay that month. Now, one kind of tip I have um, is the longer-term contracts, if you're looking at fixed, tend to be cheaper because they're, they're longer terms and the market uh, is getting cheaper as, as we get further out. Now, I know those five-year contracts can seem kind of scary. You know, you don't really want to lock in for that long. But a lot of these retailers offer the ability to cancel your contract with no penalty with 30 days' notice. So if you can find those, you can actually get a cheaper rate and cancel whenever you want. Okay, Logan, give us that website you talked about one more time. Uh, that's UCA, uh, sorry, that's UCA Help. Alberta.ca. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. That Actually, you really broke that down for us really well. Thank you very much for <laughs> speaking in our hear. language. Appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. Have a great day. Logan, Logan Borns is Manager Energy Procurement and Analytics with Utility Source Inc. And they are at utilitysource.ca.